Welcome back Gator Nation. This is the Orange and Blue Weekly Review and this is your host Ryan Kovaleski and the date is October 15th 2019. The Florida Gators magical streak ends at 10 guys. It's been a hell of a run. Something that Florida fans have been waiting for for a long time. Something that Florida fans deserved. But now it's over and it's time to start a new streak guys the gators fall to the lsu tigers in baton rouge last saturday night and we are now six and one on the season so let's get straight into this week's review 42 to 28 the gators get absolutely lit up in baton rouge in a surprisingly high scoring shootout if you would have told me that the gators would engage in a shootout against the LSU Tigers, I would have thought you were crazy. If you would have told me that we would have scored 28 points in Death Valley, in a night game, prime time, with 102,000 screaming LSU fans and a backup quarterback in Kyle Trask, I would have took that in a heartbeat, guys. 28 points with our defense, I would have took that in a heartbeat. I would have been so stoked on that number. I did not think that our defense was going to get lit up for 42 points, guys. LSU, the best offense in the country. That's hardly open for debate, especially now seeing what they did to the Florida Gators. They looked even better than advertised. Our corners got exposed. And if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that I am not very surprised that our corners got exposed. I think they're good. They're not great. They're not elite. They're 100% not invincible. Not by any stretch of the word. They're just good. They're good. They're, They're not what they're made out to be by the media and by some of our own fan base. I mean, they're okay corners, but they're not super solid, guys. They definitely depend on a fierce pass rush, and that was not the case our safeties our safeties have been playing pretty well up until this point but Joe Burrows he was picture perfect he was picture perfect last Saturday 21 of 24 293 yards three touchdowns zero picks the front seven they were just as bad for the Florida Gators guys 218 yards rushing and a whopping 9.1 yards per carry. That's the number that I think sticks out more than anything else from this game. 9.1 yards per carry. Every time they touched the ball, they almost got 10 yards in the rushing game. That's insane. That's incredible. That's horrible for the Florida Gators. And the Gators offense, what a valiant effort. The Gators offense showed up. Great, great showing for the O. Great showing for Kyle Trask. Run game, not so great. But you'd be absolutely crazy to expect a great game from that bunch. But at the end of the night, guys, the Gators offense could not do enough to overcome the Tigers offense, which posted 511 yards, just straight track meet style against the Florida Gators. Just ripped the Florida defense to shreds. I did not expect that happening. I don't think most people in this country expected that to happen. Kyle Trask, he finished 23 of 39, 
pretty good completion percentage, guys. 310 yards, three touchdowns, one very, very costly interception. That really turned the game around. But an overall great stat line from that kid in such a huge game. Such a huge game. This guy, he, he's for real. He's for real, Florida Gator fans. He's got ice water running through his veins. He 23 of 39, 310 yards and three touchdowns for a guy that was a backup just a few weeks ago. He goes into Baton Rouge and puts the offense on his back, puts up those kind of numbers. He did not break under pressure. He stood up to the moment. He gave us a chance to win that game. Absolutely incredible by Kyle Trask. So much respect goes out to him. Van Jefferson, he had a breakout game. Two touchdowns, 73 yards. Kyle Pitt, he's just a freaking man. He shows up every single week. He showed up again, 108 yards receiving. He's a superstar, guys. This guy's a superstar. He's going to be playing football for a very long time. I will say this for the defense. I'm going to just throw this out there. Jonathan Greenard, the best player on our defense. That's exactly what I just said. The best player on our defense, bar none. He left this game very early. Jabari Zuniga, our second best player on the entire defense, left this game very early. They both left very early in this game, and without those two players, our defense was dead meat last Saturday against the Tigers. No one stepped up in their absence. That was just way too much lost leadership to overcome, guys. Very unfortunate game, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And the LSU Tigers are legit. That offense is serious. Very underrated wide receivers. I would argue that LSU's receivers could challenge Alabama's for the best positional group in the entire country. LSU was forced into only four third down situations, guys. And I think that's another stat that just jumps right out at you. They only lined up on offense on a third down four times. That's unbelievable. That's absolutely unreal. They only had the ball for 21 minutes total. And that's all they needed to reel off 42 points. Florida dominated the time of possession. LSU, as soon as they touched the ball, they went down the field efficiently. They went down the field quickly. They did it on first and second down. They didn't even need a third down. They damn sure didn't need a fourth down. It was just a track meet, guys. Again, Florida, very valiant effort on offense. 457 yards on the road against possibly the most hostile environment in college football in Death Valley. But that just was not enough to get it done. And that's this week's review, guys. It sucks. It's the first loss of the season, but we are 6-1. 6-1 sitting in the top 10. Still, we fall down just two points to number 9. Number nine in the country, first place in the SEC East. That's not so bad, guys. I don't want to get too much into this LSU game because it's a loss and it pisses me off. But, I mean, it is what it is, guys. Like I said, 
give credit where credit is due. LSU ran it up on our defense. Our defense did not show up. Hopefully they go back to the drawing board and they figure some shit out because that effort, that's not going to get it done, guys. But first place in the SEC East, and everything is still in front of us, guys. Everything is still on the board. This loss was basically meaningless. It came from an SEC West team, so it does not affect us in our race to win the SEC East. And as long as we win the SEC East, we play in the SEC Championship game. And if we win the SEC Championship game, they absolutely cannot keep us out of the college football playoffs, guys. All of our goals are still very attainable. So let's move on to next week. The Gators take on South Carolina unranked 3 and 3 but coming off of an unbelievable win against the number 3 Georgia Bulldogs hate those guys so much it's hilarious that they lost to South Carolina but now you have to have a little bit of respect for South Carolina and now you have to have a little bit of respect for this South Carolina game their quarterback Ryan Helinski he's probable He left last week's game against Georgia with a sprained left knee. The game was finished by a freshman quarterback. He didn't do anything to win the game, but he damn sure didn't do anything to lose the game. And Georgia, they lost in double overtime when Georgia's dumbass field goal kicker, who wears those stupid glasses under his helmet like an idiot. I really, really dislike this guy. I hate the way that he acts on the field. He seems very annoying off the field. He misses the game-tying field goal in double overtime, and that sends the Bulldogs home packing, completely embarrassed. I love it. I hope you love it. On to South Carolina, though, guys. 3-3, three and three, but those losses have not been against terrible teams. North Carolina, which in all honesty, they should have won that game. They had that game. Their second loss to Alabama. You can't really fault anybody for losing to the number one team in the country. And Mizzou on the road. When Mizzou gets hot, they can run it up with anybody. And on the road, that's a tough game, guys. Those are their losses. So maybe this team isn't as bad as people think. And they've surprisingly won five of the last nine against us, which is unbelievable. I barely believed that when I read it until I remembered how bad Florida football has been for about a decade before Dan Mullen. They have a freshman quarterback. He has not been terrible, but he is a freshman. They have a running back averaging 5.8 yards per carry. Another running back averaging 5.6 yards per carry. And these guys have had a lot of carries. So those yards per carry, those are legit. Their defense, 15 sacks on the year. A respectable number. That's a pretty good number. Eight interceptions on the year. That's a good number. This is a very respectable defense, guys, and it's Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp can coach a defense, and he's not a terrible recruiter, so I'm sure he has talent. They've forced five fumbles. Guys, and it's going to be in South Carolina. Those fans, they're going to be absolutely jacked. The team is riding on a high of the confidence that they just gained by beating a top three team in this entire country. And their coach, 
He's a motivated coach. Florida has fired this guy. So he's motivated. The fans are jacked. The players are confident. It's going to be at 12 o'clock noon on ESPN. This is going to be a test for UF, guys. How will we respond to this LSU loss? I tell you one thing. Pray, Gator Nation. Pray for Jonathan Greenard tonight. Pray, boys and girls. Pray for Jabari Zuniga. Pray for these men. We absolutely need these guys back. We need those we need those players playing at a high level. We need Kyle Trask to show up just like he did on the road against LSU last week. South Carolina ranked 78 in total defense. That's not great, guys. Florida's ranked 20th. We were better than that, but LSU knocked us down a few pegs. South Carolina's ranked 71st in offense, where Florida's ranked 48th in total offense. But I honestly think this is going to be a close game, guys. I hope that it's not. I hope it's not a close game. Hopefully, Florida gets back on track on defense. Hopefully, the defense that has been playing all year for the Florida Gators decides to show up and not that unit that showed up for LSU that just let Joe Burrows and those LSU wide receivers just run wide open all all night long and just holes ginormous for the running backs to run through, 9.1 yards per carry, absolutely insane. And it's all going to depend on Florida's grit. Honestly, that's it. This is a fairly young team, guys. How are they going to respond? Sometimes losses... They can throw you into a tailspin. Sometimes they can bring a team closer together. We don't know how this team's going to respond. This is their first loss in 10 games. We're going to find out soon enough. I think that Florida prevails. I think that SC lost their ability to sneak up on us last week. They beat Georgia, so they got our attention. They're going to get our best effort, and they'll, they're going to catch this L, guys. They're going to catch this L at the hands of the Florida Gators. And that's all I have, folks. That's all I have for this week. I think that the Florida Gators, they're going to have to respond in this game. This is do-or-die time against a team that you should absolutely beat. And this is an attitude game because you have the talent to beat these guys. But how are you going to respond to that loss? This team has not had to deal with many losses, thank God, for Dan Mullen. That's a good thing, guys. But losses, they're part of the game. How fast can you erase that from your memory and you know gear back up to right that ship? That's what we're going to find out from this young Florida Gator team. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening to the Orange and Blue Weekly Review. I'm your host, Ryan Kovaleski. I am out. I will talk to you guys next week, hopefully talking about the 7-1 and Florida Gators after we beat down the South Carolina Gamecocks. Peace out, guys.